Are you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you, the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Today, my featured guest is Jay Cron, as he's known in the industry. Uh, to those close to him, he's a dangerously dedicated executive strategist. And when he's not driving outcomes for industry-leading brands or launching products online, he's blessed enough to be married to Nicole. He enjoys a freezer full of fabulous vodka and a puppy named Stella. Love that. <laughs> He's currently the president of Kajabi.com. You've heard of Kajabi. Kajabi is an all-in-one platform that makes it easy to create online courses, launch marketing campaigns, build the landing pages, and design your perfect website. Now, in the seven years uh, the company's been around, I think he's up to nine now, um, back to showing, they were showing up in Inc. 5000. Uh, they've helped users to sell over $400 million of their products via their platform. Uh, he was previously the GM of Success Academy, uh, an ed tech and publishing company. And Jaycron enjoys the ability to travel for work and impact entrepreneurs like you, uh, Startup Nation, executives he works with, and self-development seekers around the globe. His bio is extensive. So I literally just picked out like the core because this guy is seasoned. He's done it. So Jaycron, welcome to the show and Startup Nation. You can find him at kajabi.com. That's spelled K-A-J. A-B-I.com. That's Kajabi.com. Go see what he's up to in the world, but let's get into his entrepreneurial story. So Jay Cron, welcome to the show. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that well, intro, would you? Joseph, thank you so much and, and beyond thrilled to be here on your first 100K podcast and get a chance to uh, speak to your audience. It's funny when you're reading my bio and I, I'm sure many of your listeners can relate. It's like, wow, did I, did I really do all that? Like, has that really been how the story has gone? Because I sort of feel like it's really easy, especially in the social media generation we live in to like pick your highlight reel, but not really talk about all of the massive failures and mistakes that led to the highlight reel. And one of the things for me that I've always laughed about is a, a maxim I heard very, very young, which is God watches out for fools and little children. And I like to tell people that I'm half and half. So it's, it's really something that I'm just so excited to get to dive into what I believe will be a really helpful 
entrepreneurial journey reflection for your audience that for me really began, um, you know, when I look at when I first made my first $100,000, I remember that year specifically because it was almost as if it was a through the looking glass experience. It was this mountaintop, oh my gosh, I'd never felt so accomplished and so rich in that moment. And yet 30 days later, I was worried that it wasn't enough. And, and it really was such a, a fast transition of really understanding that the money, although a measurement, is really not the destination. It's more just a indication of where you are in your journey and how to calibrate your actions to continue moving forward. So Jake, um, let me pause you right there and let me speak to that. I truly believe that real success is about way more than just the money. What shows up for you in that? Because I think that's what you're speaking to right now. You know, it's funny. Joe Polish was one of my early mentors. And, and Joe Polish said, you know, anyone who says money doesn't buy happiness is lying because I buy happiness all the time. And so I think that there is a, a confusion around the term of, of happiness and fulfillment that I think people underemphasize what money will buy you because I've definitely been broke and I've definitely had a couple of bucks and I prefer having a couple of bucks, but there's definitely not a fulfillment that comes with bucks, no matter how many of them you have. So I think it's something that it definitely becomes a tool that allows you to explore finding fulfillment in very different avenues, which is exciting. But if you're looking for the fulfillment to come from the earnings, it's not going to happen. You know, however you feel today, no matter how much money you have, you're probably going to feel iterations of the same. I really get that. Thank you for speaking to that. Now, let's get personal for a second. Share something personal about you that very few people in your business life, in the industry, actually know. Uh, I would say that I take very little credit for my success other than just being willing to do the work when the inspiration or guidance was provided. So if you look at my first $100,000, I would love to give you the, you know, westernized, pulled myself up by my bootstraps, did it with complete gumption and intestinal fortitude, and that's how it happened. But it's actually a lot less of a romantic story. It was really, I was in college, uh, going to a small Lutheran school in Irvine, and I had moved to California from the Midwest, and this idea of money was was very different for me. Like, I remember in the Midwest, if I ever saw, like, an S-Class Mercedes, it may as well have been a spaceship. It was like, I didn't even know people had cars like that. And then come to California, and you see every shiny supercar imaginable on a weekend. So here I am, I'm in an apartment parking lot, and there's a black 1997 Lamborghini VT Roadster, uh, the Diablo, and it was a car that I remember as a kid, I had on my wall in a poster, and here it is in front of me with the roof off of it. So I did what anyone would do. I wrote a note and dropped it in the car because clearly anybody who has a Lamborghini has time to teach me about life success. And so I get a call back from a guy with a British accent, and he's like, oh yeah, hi, uh, is Jen there? Someone dropped a note in my car. He actually thought I was a girl hitting on him. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm John. I dropped a note in your car. I really want to learn about, you know, success and clearly you figured some things out and he's like yeah I don't have time so I literally called him probably every two or three days for about six weeks and finally six weeks in he picks up the phone and he's like look if you stop if I have lunch with you will you stop calling me and I'm like yes totally so at that lunch and we it spawned pretty much a now decade and a half long friendship he said look the first thing you got to learn if you're going to be successful you need to learn sales if you do not understand how to move someone from interest to action that's going to be a huge impediment. And so he said, let me make a call. 
I'm going to get you set up for an interview at Fletcher Jones Motorcars, the largest Mercedes-Benz dealer in the world. And he made the call. I showed up, nailed the interview, and that was my first real sales position in college. And uh, roughly 13 months later, I had crossed over the $100,000 mark and literally thought I had arrived. Um, it was something that for the first learning that I would say for those of you seeking your first 100K and are maybe in that, I guess I would call it challenging mental cycle of where to start. I think anybody starting with learning to sell will be well served by that being the first step. And I can also share how that led to my second 100K journey after transitioning out of the automotive business. Um, unless Joseph, there's anything you want to drill down into from, from that first iteration of my first 100K. So Startup Nation, first off, I want to get, I, wa I really want you to sit with what Jcron did there. He saw an opportunity that was so far out of his reach, right? That, that Diablo uh, Lamborghini, and it was just like a spaceship to him. It was foreign to him, but he knew there was something there he wanted, couldn't articulate it, but he took the action. And this is the thing so many times we forget to do or just are not willing to do is take that one tiny risk of looking bad. At one tiny risk of looking embarrassed, putting a card in the Lamborghini and then the guy calling you back thinking you're a chick hitting on him, <laughs> right? So but you know what? And then I want to add to the next part, which is what's the next step he did. So first he took the risk that was outside his comfort zone. The next step is he showed up relentlessly and consistently and nagged the guy and said, I want you to teach me to the point where the squeaky wheel gets the oil. The guy said, listen, I'll take you out to lunch if you freaking stop bothering me. <laughs> well, that opened exactly up an opportunity. Right. And then that, that conversation led to that individual putting his trust, his stamp of approval on Jay Cron and, and making an introduction, which kind of springboarded his career. So I really want you to get the, the, the steps, the mechanics that happened within that story, Startup Nation. So Jay Cron, thanks for breaking that down for us. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shift the conversation a little. Okay, because I really want to I want to get into this. Kajabi is what, you know, people who know Kajabi, they're like, wow, such a big, successful company. Like, how did you do it? Um, and I know you're the president. You're not one of the founders, but you've been in that that story. You watched the growth of the company. So first off, my my audience loves context. So for those of them not familiar with Kajabi, um, Tell us right now, how much gross revenue, and we do get into this on this show, gross revenue approximately did Kajabi do in the past 12 months? You can give a range for that safe you know, space as well. Sure. I, I mean, it's one of those things that for us at Kajabi, uh, you, if you look at the company, we're now about to celebrate our nine-year anniversary. I definitely need to update my bio because our user base has not sold over $400 million. They've sold over $700 million worth of digital products in the history of the company. Um, we will be showing up this year, uh, hopefully for our fifth anniversary on the Inc. 5000. And, uh, you know, Kajabi, uh, we're, we're definitely going to be, uh, you know, very, very significantly over that uh, $20 million annually mark. Congratulations. So, well, you'll, you'll, see our, you'll see our updated numbers in, in Inc. 5000. I don't want to spoil the surprise, but uh, it's, it's a heck of a lot of fun. Now, let me ask you just a silly question, but it's relevant to the show. How long did it take the founders to hit the 100K mark with Kajabi from uh, start date? 
So it's interesting, and this is what makes Kajabi such a unique story, and I think a very valuable object lesson for anybody looking at entrepreneurship, especially in tech, where tech is notorious for burning money to, you know, hopefully find a business model. Kajabi has been bootstrapped and profitable since day one. There was no, no venture capital, no institutional investment. It was truly a study in finding a need in the marketplace finding a minimum viable product to offer that marketplace. And the $100,000 mark was reached literally on day one of its launch. So it, yeah. you know, now bearing in mind, there was about a year or so of foundation laid while there were full-time jobs being held by the co-founders. And so it was something of building that foundation leading up to that launch. But the 100K was reached on the day it was released. But again, you know, like all of you, I'm sure are probably feeling at different times, Kajabi was just another one of those decade-long overnight successes, you know, that you had uh, intuition and insights being built from life experiences that were then translated into a solution for a marketplace with a year of completely profitless work only to then release it with the best of hopes and ambitions, and it completely took off. But, you know, everybody only sees the baby, nobody ever sees the labor pains. Amen to that, right? Nine months of labor to get that baby. All right, so let's get right into what my audience is starving to hear right now. Now, you've been on multiple success journeys, you know, hitting your 100K way beyond that in multiple companies. You, all, you shared one of those stories. We don't have time for all the stories, but really what I want to pull out is the golden nuggets, right? What are your top three tips or strategies that you use to make your first 100K in all those multiple businesses, what are the patterns? What are those three strategies that you could give to uh, Startup Nation right now to deploy into their business? Like step one, step two, step three. What are those top three tips or strategies you have for them today? Definitely. So the, the first piece of good news that I'm going to give all of your 100K listeners is the first $100,000 can be gotten to screwing up everything that you are truly in an industry at an inflection point today, that if you have done the work to understand the market that you serve and how you can serve them selflessly and impactfully, you are already on your way to your first $100,000 if you're willing to ask for the money. So that goes back to sales really being, in my opinion, the first skill set that will get you to that first $100,000 because purely by your own hustle and willingness to sell, you can get there. After that, it's going to be a combination of sales and systems to grow beyond it because sales doesn't scale without systems. So the people that get to 100 but never get beyond 100 are those that keep their learning in just the sales realm. They are the single producer, I am the marketer, I am the salesperson, I am the leader, content producer, all of those things, all of those hats. A very nice $100,000 business that likely can be run location independent from anywhere in the world. Getting beyond that, that's where systems are going to begin coming into play. But so let's let's focus on that first 100. And if I were starting over tomorrow, what would I be doing? I would first be doing an inventory of myself. So self-inventory, and if I was starting over tomorrow where I would begin, which also after $700 million of digital products sold by our user base, you begin to recognize the patterns of success. The patterns of success that I would say are most closely tied to that self-inventory is understanding your personal gifts that you bring to the market. Where are you effortlessly capable and able to deliver results that amaze others that for you, 
it was easy to accomplish. These are the areas that are your natural strengths. If you're wondering how to discover those, Dan Sullivan of Strategic Coach has a great exercise called your unique gift exercise of going to 10 people in your life and asking them, why are you in relationship with me? What challenges when confronted with you think of me first? And as you uncover those gifts, then it becomes, okay, package that into something that you can sell to the market that that serves. Doing this is going to keep you in your areas of strength, which will hopefully fast track you beyond all the psychological garbage of, do I deserve the money? Do I deserve to be paid for my expertise? Do I deserve to be paid for my experience? By sticking with your strengths, you'll avoid a lot of that mental hurdles that will stop you from your first 100,000. So again, starting over from scratch, I've done my self-inventory. I know effortlessly where I play and how I bring value to the marketplace. Looking at me, probably going to be a combination of strategy and marketing. Looking at ways for businesses to amplify their results through marketing, messaging, technology, that's gonna be my, my unique gift. So I now know what my unique gift is, how do I package it? Well, then I'm going to have to ask myself, where do I best serve? Is it in person in a bespoke relationship that I drive deep? That's going to be, I'm going to find three customers, hopefully at three to $3,500 a month that I'm going to be their fractionalized marketing guy. That's going to get me my $10,000 a month, assume 20 grand in operating expenses just for my time in advertising, getting me to that hundred grand a year. Or I may be someone who feels better in larger groups at lower price points, and maybe I'm going to start a Facebook community or a membership site where I'm going to be mentoring people on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, and I'm going to be charging them, let's say, $200 a month, which means I'm going to need 50 people to get to that $10,000 a month level, and that allows me to now serve a market in a completely different way. So I'm going to really find the sweet spot of my skill set, my price point, and what's working in the marketplace today, and then I'm going to take that $100,000 goal and back into it, so I end up with my unit metrics that inform my pricing and product mix, and then I'm just going to start selling my butt off. I'm going to be checking out Upwork, Facebook groups. I'm going to be hopping on LinkedIn and looking at industry-specific user groups that I believe I can add value to. And I'm going to pursue it from a service-first mentality. Um, nobody wants to know what you sell. They want to know how much you care and how much value you're offering to the marketplace. So I would be looking at content strategies, Facebook Lives, videos that are impactful, consumable, and will drive results or perspective shifts for that market. And if you do that long enough, you can't stop people from reaching out to you for your help because they're just so excited with the value you're adding. You almost don't have to sell. It's just going to be more being willing to ask for the money when they ask you how you can help them. So that would kind of be my, I guess I would say my first 100K business plan. And Got Joseph, your, your experience and everything you've done, I would love to know what you're finding some of the common obstacles are on that first 100K journey that maybe our data set from Kajabi could help inform, you know, some unique ways to take on those obstacles. Yeah, well said. So uh, what I see show up, uh, the biggest thing is the mental game. Um, it's, it's all that internal chatter. And I, I like that you spoke about, hey, if you get your self-inventory right, Startup Nation, and you really get where's your flow, then you're going to avoid a lot of that, that self-sabotage that happens year one. Um, I get that. I, I don't think it, it avoids all of it. And I think a lot of people can get uh, their knees knocked out from under them uh, before they get right to where they, the finish line is as far as their first 100K. Um, so I would say uh, with Kajabi, um, if you could speak to 
that mental game, and I know I'm giving away a little bit of what I specialize in, uh, is speaking to that first 100K group. And I think there's a, probably a possible win for both of us partnering in, in some capacity and me bringing this audience, et cetera. Um, but what does that look like where you can create products, services, webinars, all these types of things uh, for that, that mental game of the entrepreneurship that my audience uh, times 100x across the platforms are all wrestling with the same thing? How do I get past myself so that I could get into the very thing I'm being called to do? Mm-hmm. So I would say that one of the things I find in common with a lot of our user base at Kajabi, especially the ones that find success faster, is they actually approach the business in reverse of the way most people approach the business. That individuals will look at, okay, I want to get to my first 100K in this business. And so I need to build a business that scales. I need to start from that perspective. I actually believe that it's the reverse and starting with figuring out how it scales is actually going to harm you more than help you because you're going to feel like you need to know steps one through 100 because you have to know that it scales at 100 when in reality you don't. You just need to take step one, then step two, then step three. And with each step, you're going to amass resources and momentum that will inform and help your scale journey. So I would say at the outset, you're better off doing what doesn't scale and just getting really busy interacting with your audience and they're going to tell you and they're going to calibrate your path and you won't need to worry about doing what scales. So I would say at the outset, do what doesn't scale to learn about what will scale and then bring that to market. So I think that really for us at Kajabi, what we've tried to do is we've tried to provide a platform that by utilizing all of the elements we offer, whether it be digital courses, membership sites, um, you know, Zoom or YouTube live webinars done as a coaching modality, however you're building your business, we're going to encourage you to get into action first because we know you're on a technology platform that will scale with your business to six, seven, eight figures and beyond. But we are going to encourage you that even though we have a platform that can literally automate and scale any size business, we're not going to encourage you that at your first step to map out the 432 point autoresponder sequence, we're just going to tell you to go live with the audience you serve and ask them to buy something. Because that will teach you way more than the ultimate autoresponder sequence in perpetuity forever. Startup Nation, Jay Cron is really breaking down and turning the industry on its head, in my opinion, right? And I love that Kajabi is seeing it from that perspective. This is what I try to share with you is stop trying to be perfect. Stop trying to have it all figured out. And I get that. That's what society preaches you need in order to be successful. It's a lie. Yes. What you need is to really get real about step one. And I agree with Jay Cron on this self-inventory. I'm going to share uh, just a little bit because I literally just went through this. I've, I've had many successful businesses and I've had many failed businesses. Uh, I just sold my two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida, where I got to work with hundreds of entrepreneurs, right? Office space, all that stuff, help them grow their brands. And what I did, I just started a spiritual coaching business. I've never been in coaching before, but I did the self-inventory you spoke about. I texted all uh, 40 of my friends and said, hey, what are those things that that come naturally that I make look easy for some reason? What are those skill sets or whatever? And they all responded back and I looked for the patterns in those 40 texts. And I pulled those out and said, okay, these are my jam. This is where I flow. And it it was coaching and speaking, right? That was the main thing. 
So from there, I went into, okay, I got to start selling. And I started putting together coaching packages, et cetera. It started with step one. I just invited people in. Hey, let's jump on a spiritual clarity call. And let's talk about like, what are you struggling with right now? Uh, what, what do you want in your life right now that's missing? And then let's talk if you want to work together. And mm -hmm. from there, I'm already tracking the first 100K a few months in. It's going to happen in 2019 already in this new business. So I'm like redoing it firsthand as a success story for my audience. Well, so what, I, what I love about your business specifically, Joseph, that I think maybe uh, your first 100K individuals would want to know, but they might not see it because it's, it's right in front of them, is that for a lot of individuals approaching entrepreneurship, they still have old world views of what a business has to have to be successful. It's, it has to be large enough that there's a giant market that I can go after because they're forgetting how specific you can now be in the audiences you have access to that, you know, previously for me to start a business, let's say, and by the way, this is an actual business that has made over a hundred thousand dollars in Kajabi, but it's a business on core strength exercises for horses. So there's a type of horse uh, called dressage where horses actually dance and move and they need strong abs to do that. I don't have any abs. Apparently horses need abs to do this. So literally this is a 100,000 and beyond course that teaches core strength exercises for horses. Now someone would look at that and say, whoa, 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 wait a second. How in the world can you build a business around something that specific? And you're thinking old world where it's like television, newspaper, radio, that I would need to find a broad-based advertising methodology to access a big enough market that the one-tenth of one-hundredth of one percent that know about horse ballet will be able to get accessed and I will be able to ROI that investment. Whereas today, for pennies a click, thanks to social media targeting, I can now access that audience that is hyper-specific and hyper-tuned into my message, and I can build a six-figure business in something that a decade ago or two decades ago would have never been able to be built because I wouldn't be able to access that market. That mm. it, it sounds almost unfair to say that it has never been easier to truly build a business you love in a hyper-specific niche, but it truly has never been easier. And Kajabi and the $700 million sold by our users is living proof. Like I could literally spend 10 podcasts giving you the most random wild examples of businesses that you would never know are businesses. And they are growing, succeeding, and six, seven figures and beyond in niches that you wouldn't even know were businesses that are accessible today. So you are only limited by your creativity and your willingness to serve the market that you want. Those are the only limitations I see. I, I agree with you completely. And this is a theme that comes up on the show over and over again with my guest is where did they make their first 100K and beyond? It was when they went three levels deep in their niche. And it was on the third level when they started making money. Yep. And, and to the outside world, it's like, people pay for that? It's like, yes. <laughs> and there's a large group of them that pay for that. And it's really easy to market to them because I'm the only one in the effing space. Mm -hmm. I am the well, what's, what's so exciting what's so exciting about that and in, in the way that I think there is such a a brilliance that to some people they might not see what you're doing I know you know what you're doing and I know that they're going to see that happen as the business grows is everybody thinks I want to approach a big market but really the strength is concentric circles and I want to approach the smallest market possible to prove my skill set and be able to have a unique message that resonates so much that I don't even need to sell it, that it literally, by virtue of me being in that market, 
that market wants to come to me. And then with the success momentum and resources that come from that market, I then go one level broader and then I go one level broader and then I go one level broader with it. Each market you address, the social proof you've built in that tiny market can be applied for credibility and applied for credibility again and applied for credibility again. And you end up with this orders of magnitude increase by being able to leverage what you did in a very small space into a larger and larger and larger space. I agree completely with you. I think you're spot on and it follows your three-step strategy, which is the self-inventory to get that targeted three-level deep niche. And then the sales start selling it almost effortlessly because you're speaking right to the person with the pain. And then as you scale out, then you start to build the systems of infrastructure around so you can continue to scale. It's spot on. Uh, we're speaking with Jay Cron. He is the president of Kajabi. You can find him at kajabi.com. That's kajabi.com. Go check out what they're up to. Go build your business on their platform. I know I have close friends. I work with Hank Norman out of New York. You know him and stuff, right? Um, and he's building a star, uh, star powers on your platform and some other things. So really great. I, I'm a huge fan of Kajabi. Um, let's get into my favorite part of the show, Daycron. Welcome to the <laughs> hustle round. It's oh, all right. I'll ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready, sir? Let's roll. All right. What's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? Freedom. Got Control it. my your, own schedule. What's your least favorite thing? Imposter syndrome. Wondering if I really deserve it or know what I'm doing. That's literally the number one thing that comes up with my guests on this show, regardless of they made the 100K or 100 million last year. What are you most afraid of? Not fulfilling my potential. Mm, got that. What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in business? Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> got it. What secret fear do you have about people? that they won't tell me how they really feel. Mm, yeah. What do you wish you had learned sooner in your business? That people aren't actually thinking about me as much as I think they are. <laughs> so spot on. What's a new habit you want to form? Exercise. What's a bad habit you want to break? An unhealthy love of in and out cheeseburgers. <laughs> I know that friend. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Dedicated strategic, hilarious. Pick three words to describe who you are your first year in business. Excited, confused, scared. Mm, got it. And last question, Jay Cron, if you could come back to life, look your after you died, look your family and friends in the eyes and give them only one piece of advice, what would you say to them? Wow. Serve others. Serve others, Startup Nation, serve others. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my audience to know, my listener to know about making their first 100K this year in the next 12 months? I would change the questions you're asking yourself and rather than continuing to believe that it's not you, start asking why not you. If you look at every self-limitation you have, there is somebody in your life that is close enough or one degree away that has proven that your limitation is not a limitation for them. So why should it be for you? Startup Nation, look for the Lamborghini Diablos in your life. <laughs> those, those are exactly what he's saying. So what's the best way for Startup Nation to get in touch with you, Jay Cron? 
just check us out, kajabi.com. I'm fairly available and accessible on all the social channels, although I don't check them a lot because I find them to be more distraction than uh, helpful in business. But I would say that uh, kajabi.com, if any of you right now are struggling with technology overwhelm and you feel like you've been playing business rather than doing business, trying to connect complex platforms or getting mired in figuring out how technology works, that's not the magic in the business. The magic is you, your story, and how you're serving your market. Let us get the technology out of the way, and let's just get you into action and profit. Kajabi.com. You heard it here, Startup Nation. Do you love listening to this show, Startup Nation? Do you love guests like Jay Cron coming on the show and speaking about that mental game of entrepreneurship that we all struggle with and how to get through it so that you could win in your business? If you love that, go to iTunes and subscribe if you haven't done so and write a five-star review. But most importantly, share this show. I like to say stop being selfish with good content. Sometimes we do it. We keep it all to ourselves and we don't share it with people that in our life that we love and we want them to win too. Share the show. And if you're interested in spiritual coaching, that's what I offer. How do you integrate your faith, your beliefs, who you are into your business? How do you like get the fulfillment side of winning in business? Sometimes that's missing. Like, how do you get that? Because you can have all the money in the world, as Jay Cron says, but you're missing fulfillment. Well, that sucks. That's painful. That's a lie. You got to the top and you're left with the question, is this all there is? That's what I coach you on. If you're interested in jumping on a clarity call with me, go to josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities. josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities. Jay Cron. You, my friend, great interview. Well, and if I can, Joseph, before we close out, I do want to tell your audience, any of you that have not taken advantage of what Joseph is offering of a clarity call, there are few things in life more powerful than clarity. I can't think of anything that will drive results faster than clarity, and there's no doubt about it. All of the religions, faiths, everything foundational in this world would agree on the fact that a house divided against itself cannot stand. And so if you are finding conflicting beliefs between your faith and your fortune, if you are finding areas of your life that you're perpetually stumbling over, it's going to keep happening again and in increasingly painful and exacerbated ways if it's not addressed. Joseph is kind enough to help you address those completely free of charge or obligation just to find out more about you, more about your journey and how to unlock those opportunities that you're not taking advantage of. That's rare. And I know that as this podcast and his business grows, he's not going to be able to do that forever. Soon he's going to have a team with his modality. Right now you have an opportunity to go straight to the source. Don't miss out. Take advantage of it. You won't be sorry. Jay Cron, you're hired. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate you just pouring that into me because I, I just really appreciate it. Thank you for that. Thanks for being on the show. You're a rock star. Startup Nation, go find him at kajabi.com. Go win with Kajabi. I'm telling you, you're going to win there. All right. Have a blessed day. God love you. Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with, but won't admit. We gotta get your faith right to get your business right. Go to brokencatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day and I'll see you right back here next week.